0: Welcome back to the original box set Shadowrun podcast. In our last episode, the team caught up with Reverend Cohen and Pollux discovered that the man is far more dangerous than he appears. We're leaving the team in a cliffhanger once again as we catch up with Investigator for Hire Alan Parsons. He's working on making new contacts in Lone Star and Kagami, the other two independent security corps in Seattle. Mr. Parsons is hoping to get on good terms with them in order to gain their assistance in cracking the arson case Sunny hired him to investigate. Our GM is Max, Alan Parsons is played by Robin, and Cassie makes a guest appearance as Sunny Day. We hope you enjoy listening.
1: Alright, welcome back Robin for part two of Alan's uh, detective work into the arsonist case. So, as we have a few minutes before the stream is supposed to start, I figure this is a time we can make sure that we are up to speed on how far we've come. You have been hired by Sunny to look into some arsons that have been taking place on some properties that all seem to have the same M.O. You have discovered that each of the arsonist attacks, I guess we'll, we'll use that word, have been using and modified propane tanks. You have collected RFID tags from Sunny, as she has also investigated some of it, but I guess for whatever reason, she's decided to hire you to do a bit more detailed work. And last we left, you had gone through and collected some information by going to each of the sites. Regale us with what those were.
2: Found out that two of the propane tanks appear to be from the same source, Then that I need to get some more contacts in the l- local law enforcement, and I need to go get some, get access to some recordings that will hopefully help me identify who did this.
1: Okay. Finding out who did this is the what you've been hired to do. I, yes. I rephrase my memory. You were only hired to find out who's setting the arsons.
2: Yes, and then go back to Sunny and tell her who it is, so she can call out the big guns.
1: Awesome. Okay, so let's pick up with where we left off. Do you remember what time of day that was?
2: Uh, it was. I think it was getting close to evening.
1: And so maybe it's a dinner time or something for your character. Yeah. Where would you like to Where would you like to go from here?
2: What would be the best time to talk to someone in the local law enforcement that's senior but not get too senior? A question about the RFID tags. Do I know which locations these came from?
1: Okay, so first question is, what would be a good time to meet somebody in law enforcement? Second one is, where did the RFID tags come from? Do I know this? I'll answer the second one first. No, you don't know where the RFID tags came from. Uh, Sonny told you we found these while we were investigating, but we haven't had a chance to run them, so we don't know what they go to. The no, I
2: meant which which uh, fire location.
1: Ah, yes, you do have those. We can one of the locations. We'll say the first location was in. Tacoma in a sub right. district referred to as Fife. Mm-hmm. And the second location was an apartment, no, a house in uh mm-hmm. Auburn, a section of Auburn called Meredith. So that was number one and number two. And number three, which was The Condo I
2: just uh The Condo, down.
1: yes. There was not enough, there was a lot of shrapnel material, but no RFID tags to be found amongst the debris. Okay. It appears that the that condo was nuked with four tanks,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: the other two were only destroyed with one.
2: Which is enough for the house.
1: Yeah, so to answer your second question first... You have the Alfred tags and you do know which one goes to which. Okay. And to answer your first question, depends on who you want to talk to. As far as I'm concerned, and for the simplicity of the game, there's going to be several ranks. Let's see, there would be Joe Cop, the low-level cop who drives around, tickets people, chases after criminals. Then there's going to be the next step up, which is going to be a sergeant. And then the sergeant is in charge of some officers. The lowest, of course, below officer. So it's going to be a a rookie. And then an officer. And then a sergeant. And above sergeants are going to be lieutenants. And those guys are really far up there. Then you're going to have a captain. And then above the captain, there's going to be chief of police. So that's going to be like the ranking tier. As far as it goes for all police departments that I use and and take advantage of. If there's a difference, I'll let you know.
2: I think the sergeant level is probably what I, what Alan would probably want to operate on, because it's not the high muckety mucks, but they can get him in without getting the upper levels.
1: Okay, so you want to find someone who's a sergeant level. Now, your friend who's in Knight Errant, uh, she is a sergeant, correct? Yes. Right. And what was her name again?
2: In Valentine. That's
1: right. All right. So you've already made friends with one sergeant in mm-hmm. Knight Errant, and there are two other security corporations in Seattle working. And that's Lone Star and Kagami.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: All right. And so now, if you want to get in contact with those two, you need to start making more friends in those departments as well. Um,. Sergeants work via shift. If you move up beyond sergeant level, the normal protocol would say something along the lines of you no longer have to work the night shift, you just work the day shift and generally sit behind a desk.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
1: the same thing happens with captains and chiefs. Yep. With a sergeant, you're going to have a sergeant running whatever shift's happening
2: mm-hmm.
1: morning, noon, evening night there's going to be a sergeant and then it comes down to the question you know which would you so if right now it's evening whatever police department you go to you're going to going across the sergeant
2: also a good reason to go go with the sergeant less chance of outside interference
1: good idea <laughs> all right so you got a sergeant in Night Errant, so now would be a time to look for a sergeant in either Kagami or Lone Star, yep. right?
2: Yep. Well, I'm currently in Lone Star territory, and I want to get access to the video feeds. So,
1: Where were you at again?
2: I can't remember. I was at the condo, and I remember you said that it was Lone Star territory. I don't remember... What area it was specifically?
1: I'm checking my notes. Everett. You're up in Everett.
2: Ah, okay.
1: Police department in the Fairmount part of Everett. Nice yellow brick building. Got some uh, bushes out front. Lots of lights illuminating their parking lot sign itself is illuminated as well as, well, you wouldn't know because you're not probably an AR. Big icons floating around. Light pours out of the front glass windows. Several police cars sit in the police parking lot as well as, you know, non-police vehicles in the regular parking lot. Walking into the front desk, there is an officer sitting behind the desk. We'll say it's... uh, See, I roll a D six. Ooh, an orc! Orc dude, big burly dude orc, and he's sitting behind the desk, writing paperwork out as you come walking in.
2: Okay, is he an officer or is he the desk sergeant?
1: Uh, he's an officer. Okay, working the front desk. He doesn't say anything you he just keeps writing into his paperwork, looks okay. up, goes back to what he's doing.
2: Good evening, sir. I was wondering if I could speak to your sergeant. And uh I'm ready with a bribe if he needs some help.
1: Looking down at his papers, he kinda looks to one side, then he looks up at you. And you are
2: Alan Parsons, uh out of character. One of the other fires was also from a uh, night errant. not was from a Lone Star controlled area, correct? Yes. Okay.
1: Let's see. Tacoma. Tacoma is controlled by Kagami.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Auburn is controlled by Lone Star, and
2: Everett is also controlled by Lone so, Star. So, yeah,
1: Knight Errant has not had a place burnt yet.
2: Yes. So I, I'm thinking I'll use the RFID tag, like found this evidence. I'll leave out how exactly this evidence was found at one of these sites and say, I know you're busy. I'm already working this for certain other interests. All I need is some time with your recordings and I'll be Out of your hair. That's how I'm going to play this.
1: I'm pretty sure you're not going to want to reveal to the desk officer that you have evidence related to an arson. What Uh, you would want to say, and this is not me cavading, you know, your character's action, but your character's uh knowledge, would be, I might have information regarding... an.
2: Yeah, I'm talking to the sergeant.
1: Okay, so this is stuff you would say to the sergeant? Sergeant, yes. Okay, so yeah, the orcs just... We're still dealing with the orc because he's like, "You want to talk to the sergeant?" You know
2: Yes." And I said, "I have certain information that I believe needs to be brought to their attention." And then I pull out and slot, give him a uh, 50 new yen.
1: Oh, you sure you're bribing him with 50 yen to talk to the sergeant?" All right, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: He's just there and goes, "Is that accent real?" Oh, yes, it is. Were you from Japan or something?
2: (laughs) Other island.
1: What other island?
2: Cross pond in Britain.
1: He seems struck with idiocy as he tries to comprehend it. He crumbles up the 50 yen and then uh, puts it into his pocket. Yeah, I'll get the sergeant over this way. Hang on one second. So he goes, he comes back, he's like, actually, the sergeant's really busy, so, uh, yeah, I'll I'll just take you over to his office. And he does.
2: I just give this, It's like, what can you do?
1: So, he takes you over to an office, nice Maplewood uh, office, glass door, opens it up, says, sergeant, this, uh, this guy from, uh, uh, what was it again? And the sergeant just shakes his head, whatever, just come on in. White... Human, male, looks to be in his 40-ish. So, Sarah, as you walk in, what do you, what do you want?
2: I am investigating the, uh, Orsons for certain...
1: Are you from an insurance oh. company?
2: No, no. I am from, uh, certain other interests. I just need a moment with your cameras, and I also have some information regarding these. And I drop. The RFID tag.
1: He sits there and goes, What arsons? Which, which ones? I,
2: I explained it. I say the arsons.
1: The addresses.
2: Uh, uh, yeah.
1: Right, he scratches for a moment, looks at the RFID tags, turns over to his little computer. Stares at it. Yeah. Yeah. What are these?
2: These were found at the location of the... Auburn House Fire.
1: You took evidence from...
2: I was given this by the other interests in question.
1: Are you a detective? Who do you yes. work for?
2: Right now I'm licensed through a... night Errant. Call my license and...
1: He leans back at this point in time like, oh. He takes your license, looks at it. He'll make a scrutiny roll on this. See how well it does. He yeah, he just looks at it, doesn't even run any checks, put in any numbers and nothing, doesn't scan it, just hands it back. And these were found at the location in Auburn.
2: That is what I was assured of.
1: Well we don't have any how do I put this? We don't we don't have any video footage from
2: No no, other the the video footage I am interested in is from the Everett fire.
1: The Everett fire? Yes. Punches away for a minute. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, you think these are linked in some way?
2: I believe so. There's...
1: All right, I'm, so he begins playing with it as you're talking. Continue
3: talking.
2: And then I explained to him that the third party operator has found a link between the owners of these two properties as well as one of another security corp's uh, place, and that I also ran into some trouble investigating certain of the personnel, so I believe, yes, these are linked to a certain activity.
1: All right, he says, all right, what's your knight errant case file number?
2: out of character.
1: So out of character, what is he asking? Normally, as a detective, you work under a certain department or work alongside one of the security departments, police departments, and any investigation you would do, you would generally, at some point, sit down with one of your duly represented police members and say, I'm investigating a case. Here's some information. And they would create a case file. Since you're part of KE, they would have a case file if you've made the effort to do so. Now, with that said, you don't actually have to make an effort to ever make a file case until maybe the case has come up dry, you haven't finished it, there's no timeline or anything, so not having one only makes your character look bad in this guy's eyes.
2: Okay, so basically...
1: Just to kind of point out, your character would know this, so Mm. you would also know what a case file number would look like you would also know that his program on his side isn't going to allow him to see into a case file, but he's going to plod that number in.
2: To see if it actually is a case file. No, he
1: won't. He won't ever be, because Lone Star can't see what KE does until KE says, yes, you can, and vice versa. So it's okay, like,
2: so basically make up a number and write. <laughs> the number is, I'm going to <laughs> do some random number generation
1: <laughs> okay, well, we don't have anything.
2: four four t- zero five
1: eight eight. So, so he's plodding away, staring at you, kind of concerned, uh huh. And yeah. what you know, so you go through the details. He asks you, like, what department, which area is this through, is there a reporting sergeant, stuff like that. And so, you start spouting out names when he asks for the actual contact point, like the reporting sergeant. Are you going to use Valentine, or are you just going to make one up?
2: Um, I'm going to use a Frank. I'm Frank is a detective, not a sergeant. So I think I'll use Valentine and take her out as later as a
1: yeah. Because sooner or later, this might come back to her. All right, so you you because then he could he might even know Valentine by name, or at least seen it, or he could put it into the system and it's going to come up. All right, yeah. So said and done, for he pumps in the information. Then he brings it up. Uh, he begins playing with his files, and he says, "Oh, yeah, those Everett videos are blocked. I don't have authorization to even open them up and see them. I'd have to get special permission. So, if you go ahead and give me a contact number, then I can give you a call back when I can get that open for you." Okay,
2: I give him. Uh, <laughs> I give him Alan's contact number, and I also give him. Uh, would now be a, would it be an appropriate time for a bribe or not?
3: Um, uh,
2: I think not because that might insult him. But I also think maybe because
1: let's do something real quick. Let's build up a, a a toolbox of what things can technically be a really good bribe for a police officer. Yeah.
2: Money. Money is um.
1: Favor. Yeah. Influence into another police department.
2: Ah. Okay, so influence into another police department
1: and donuts. Donuts.
2: Okay, I'll tell him. Thank you. Uh, I'll tell him if you can get me in, I will mention this assistance, your assistance in this matter, to Sergeant Valentine, and I will owe you one.
1: Okay, so you're doubling down, saying I'm going to spread word that you're a good guy and you can cross bridges. As well as owing you a favor. He's got your contact information. So he's like, and what you're wanting from him is?
2: Simply access to the videos. I don't.
1: Okay. So that if he runs, so late if he goes to go, hey, I've got access to the videos, but they want all this paperwork filled out. You've already made the negotiation roll so that he'd be like, stuff. Hey, buddy, I got your videos kind of scenario. So you're going to be yeah. making a charisma plus negotiation. Social is your limit. How's your character dressed?
2: He's dressed in his nice suit.
1: So, does that modify your social limit and give you some extra dice?
2: It adds it to one. It adds one to social limit and two to dice.
1: Great. So, you've got your charisma plus your negotiations. You're adding in a favor as well as an influence. So, I'll give you an extra two dice and increase your limit by another one.
2: Seven, (laughs) eleven. It's up to what my perception is. Awesome. This is best dad. Oh, crud. I always forget to do this.
1: That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Rolling eleven D twenty is another game system. Yes.
2: Four successes.
1: Alright, four successes. He's like, yeah, so he he jots some stuff down. Yeah, okay, I, I can get on this. Uh it's it's nothing I can put on the front burner at this point in time. I mean, <laughs> My, my job mostly is into narcotics and stuff like that, but uh, I can put the paperwork in and come back to you. All right, so now he wants to address these RFID tags, and you're giving him these RFID tags so he can file them underneath their evidence.
2: I'm specifically giving him the
1: Auburn, the
2: Auburn RFID tag.
1: Okay, so actually go ahead and roll yourself two more dice because you've given him evidence to help close out somebody else's case. Nah, no extra successes. But it did give you extra dice.
2: Yep.
1: Um, in future reference, like 12, 13 dice like you just had, you could have bought four successes, but you also rolled it. So, yep. um, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'll take care of this. Thanks so much for your help. As soon as I can get a hold of those videos, I will do so. And we will generate, because you've talked to this guy, him a name, Tom Leper. All right, so... His connection is a two. Loyalty is going to be a one. I said we'll yeah. make the loyalty two as well because you did give him a favor as well as evidence as well as connections. Mm-hmm. You're also going to need to note down that you owe him a favor. So when you put down next to favor, put a minus one. one. Oh. And the last thing is we're going to be adding a new stat to contacts. It's called PR and that's his professional rating. That. Gives me an idea how I want to deal with his stats. Okay. So he's a PR rating of one.
2: Okay, I'll put that under connection.
1: Yeah. If, if you know, put you can put connection. His connection is a two, and then parentheses next to that, put a one. Can you write that in?
2: Okay, I actually did two comma PR one.
1: Perfect. And you're uh, are you? I didn't send you a copy of Chummer Five, did I?
2: Uh no. I'm I'm just putting yeah, sure. <laughs> if if Alan dies it'll make the next one easier.
1: Well, I hope Alan doesn't die except by my hand.
2: I hope he doesn't either. I like him.
1: <laughs> oh good. Alright. So you you made a new connection, this Sergeant Leper and uh Leaper, actually it looks like it says. Uh and so you've you've made some headway and hopefully something will turn around soon enough to Get you those video access. Yep. Now we've moved into the later part of the evening. Your character is definitely hungry by now.
2: Yes. So he's going to dig in his pockets for some of the biscuits from the tea house. He okay. Start eating them right now.
1: So where would you like to take Alan next?
2: I think that one more thing, but the Kagami one that's the earliest one and there's less evidence.
1: Yeah, you're currently holding the only piece of evidence left for the Kagami one, which is... Yeah.
2: Yeah, so right now that doesn't seem as that urgent. Okay. I'll keep that, I'll keep the RFID tag. I'll keep them in reserve in case I need to do something, but now I think, I think he's going to go home and just try, start. Oh, I know what he'll do at home. Or uh, in, in a public library. Not the one that he burnt out the network for, but he's going to try researching the propane tanks. See if he can figure out who makes them and who, where they supply to.
1: Sure. Um, this is a computer roll. Yep. So it is intuition plus computer skill. Your mental is your limit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You're going to be accessing it through the compu- uh, computers at the library. You yep. lose two dice because the public grid is terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's pretty much it. You're doing a matrix search.
2: Yep. So, and i will probably do that until about... Uh... I'll probably pick up some food on the way to the library, eat it, then stay there until 11, go home,
1: Or until they kick you out.
2: 11 or until however long it takes.
1: Okay. All right, let's go ahead and do that computer roll. Okay,
2: three successes.
1: Give me one second. Oh, you were supposed to lose another two dice because of your vertigo. When uh, yes. interacting so. with any computer, AR is the way to go.
2: Yep. So oh, it's going to take me a while.
1: Also, there were three ones there as well, which...
2: Yeah.
1: Let's go ahead and no. lose the two no, dice. No, I actually
2: separ- hit separate, so there were two ones. Ah. But we'll just re-roll entirely.
1: Yeah, that's fine. The first time you went through the system, and we'll say that the first dice roll represented maybe about an hour's worth of time searching. You had found some good information, and while doing so, at some point, an individual tripped on the the power strip and stepped on the uh, reset button. And so, within the last 20 minutes, getting close to 11 o'clock when the library closed, you aren't able to get too much information. You do remember quite a bit... But you don't have the ability to, like, print up and save, and your head's already kind of achy from staring at all that digital stuff. You know that the of the several chemical companies that are local that pump, process gas, and make propane tanks and fill up propane containers around town, there are a couple of companies, and there are also several selling points. Places like Walmart, Target, these places, as well as gas stations, and a slew of other people. Refill tanks. Now, you're only looking for the small, handheld, portable tanks that you can carry around. The larger tanks you weren't interested in, so it kind of pinned it down. But the list was still rather extensive.
2: Okay. And, And now I have to go home, rest, hopefully get over this, before going back again.
1: So let's talk about what also that you know. Um, We're going to talk about computers because it's important at this point. This RFID tag could, I'm not saying it does, I'm saying it could, have a geotagging attached to it. A geotag is a way of taking an RFID tag and making it attached to an icon in the matrix. Now... You access the i the AR through goggles, stuff like that, and you could be able to, you know, scan it and tell, hey, there is a tag on it, and it might actually t- contain more information. Okay. The other thing is to know that this RFID tag in the matrix is linked to someone, somewhere, some company. It's linked to them, so it's kind of like a receipt attached to that propane tank. If you can have someone who can read computers and do computer stuff, you could retrace this RFID tag in a lot of different ways. This is something Alan would know. You know hey, I can backtrack this guy. Yes.
2: Fortunately, the only computer person he knows is Zo.
1: Not well. Yes, right now the only the one contact you have that is a computer person is Zo. You also have computer skills, as you see. You've got three dice you can work with. You have what one or two points in computers?
2: Yeah, I have three.
1: Three. So you're not enabled to do computers, um, but you have a penalty because you're a vertigo. Yes. So you could use your phone and struggle through it if you would like to, or you could probably start looking out for people who are computer people.
2: Yeah, I think that's what he's going to do tomorrow.
1: <laughs> the other option, and I'm just going to toss this out, IT specialists are everywhere. Every company is going to have one. Every corporation is going to have one. Even police departments are going to have IT specialists.
2: Go to one of my contacts and say, hey, got something on the back burner. Probably go to Ann and say, got something going. Tell you about it.
1: All right. So you want to call Ann in the morning then or something? Yeah.
2: And ask her if she knows someone who can
1: help me. With this thing. We're going to say that Anne is also a PR of 2. Professional okay. rating of 2. That'll help me work with her stats. Because I don't okay. think she's... I, I think... now we're going to say she's a professional rating of 1.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. And I'm going to make her roll. Yeah, she's... They've got an IT person at her police station. And since she works in the morning and so does the IT guy.
2: She'll help me hook up. I, I smile and take her hand. Thank you very much. How would you like to have dinner at that sushi place?
1: She would like it. Yeah. Any opportunity to spend time with you would make her happy. Thank you. Okay.
2: He likes spending time with her, but it's also, I need to keep her.
1: Yeah, it's all about having a good contact. All right, so she's going to introduce you to Malaki Malik Tahan. Malik Tahan. The IT guy. Okay. Dark-skinned, dark-haired... Let's see what race he is. Ha! Orc is only two possible numbers, but I wrote it again. Orc! Uh, dark-skinned, dark-haired orc IT guy. So, what do you want him to do?
2: Want him to, uh, get on this RFID tag and tell me where it comes from and who bought it.
1: Okay. He can do that. Um. he needs a case file to go along with this.
2: I give him the same case file I gave. Oh, uh, well, no. Let's, let's say, well, I was with it and I told her. Everything? I told her, I'm working on this case. Gave her the case file.
1: All right. So then she went ahead and she made up a case file for it and started yeah. putting all the necessary information in. But leaving out important details like your phone number and that yes. you're single. <laughs> yeah. Because she doesn't want people knowing that you're single. She's <laughs> greedy like that. Alright, so this guy, we'll say he's a PR of two, and yeah, he's a decent tech individual. We'll make him a one, actually. And what he will do is he will make some dice rolls, got two successes, he takes the RFID tag, and this was bought at a Loco Foods on Southeast 128th Street. It was okay. bought about four months back. Okay. They track this kind of information. He's able to go onto the local food site and bring this up as he runs it back. He found out that the, ah, he's found into the local foods, he's found the information, and so now he's going to attempt to see what else he can get out, any extra information. Three successes is not enough to get into local foods at that date and time and find out who purchased it that part of their systems are protected. Yeah. So, I got two successes for him to attempt. He found the right information, but they got three successes to defend and say, no. He says, I can't find any more without any, you know, doing anything wrong, so.
2: I say, thank you. You've been, um, been more than helpful.
1: And he says, he doesn't know anybody who could be any more helpful at this point in time to... Track down more information.
2: Uh, thank him. I assume I probably picked up something on the way ho- here over. I give him uh, some food on the way over. I oh, know. Yeah, just drop it.
1: shark cartilage, wheat grass diet, and can't eat that.
2: Uh, well, that's <laughs> a saw <small> idea that.
1: <laughs> okay. So this guy's a dead end. He did give you some information and yes. let you know that you, know, you need to figure out how to get into loco foods and see if you can't get some more information, but he can't seem to do it. So you need somebody who is...
2: More uh, technically sa- savvy.
1: All right. And doesn't know anybody. This guy doesn't know anybody. Where do you yes. think you should go to find someone who's more technically savvy? Sunny. <laughs> All right.
2: Holding the phone like this.
1: The the phone rings a couple of times, and uh, when it picks up, you think you hear the sounds of a shower or something. Mm. And then, and then Sunny's face pops on too.
3: Hi, hi,
2: uh, Sunny. Do you know of anyone who's good who's computer savvy?
3: Did you try calling Zoe?
2: I did. Not answering, I'm afraid.
3: Hang on, hold on a second. Hold on, second.
1: Ted! Alright, from the shower. Yeah.
3: What's the name of that one chick? The one that with the packing stuff. Angie? Yeah, can I get, can I use her?
1: Can you use Angie?
3: Yeah. Angie's not cheap. I got somebody, but she's not cheap. Is this part of my project? Yes, it is.
1: You got a project?
3: Yeah, the one that you let me take. You know, the oh, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, let me get a call. Con- let me get in contact with her, and I'll send you her info once I get everything set up.
2: And thank you. Oh, I've got someone working on a possible lead elsewhere too. Okay.
3: Um, well, I gotta go.
2: I'm sure you do. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) He's bright. He knows what's probably going on.
1: Alright. So, while you wait for a contact back from Sunny, do you want to busy yourself with anything personal? I
2: think he's probably going to just start, uh, probably on the, probably just do some meditation on the dulcimer.
1: Okay. A little bit more than an hour passes and Alan's contact phone number, the contact com that is linked with Sunny, uh, goes off with a text message from an unknown number. The number sits there and says, I've been directed to you because you need some work that I'm a professional in.
2: I answer indeed. I have a tag that I need to get some inf- information off of.
1: We have to do it a different way. Apparently Sunny's taking care of the costs.
3: Yeah, that's why I asked if it was part of uh, the problem.
1: She's gathering her dice. She's fine. One,
3: two, three, four, five, six, seven successes. Okay. To negotiate a deal, so I'm assuming that she's busy. She tells me she's busy. I'm like, okay, "What do you want?"
1: She she's yeah. Run a RFID. Run t- RFID. I'm a, yeah. Do some
3: research on some RFIDs. Maybe do a little extra digging. You know, if you can't do it, maybe send somebody who can. All
1: right, she'll do this for half standard, mm-hmm. and she'll take care of everything, okay. and she will send you a message after it's all done. Sounds good. Alright, so instead of an odd phone number sending you a message, a phone number doesn't come through, but a text message from someone named Angie comes through. You don't know who an Angie is, but apparently your phone does.
2: Okay.
1: The message to send says, hi, you and I have a, a mutual, acquaintance. mutual acquaintance who has purchased my time and I am going to assist you with what you need to do.
2: I uh, ask are you uh, Sonny's contact?
1: She will respond the, the Angie person. So you understand that for so, Angie's name to pop up on your phone, you would have to programmed it in for that particular number. Yeah. So somebody has gone through and made your phone already have this person ID'd on them. On it. So she sits uh, there and I she think. says yes, with nothing else after it. What is it that you need done?
2: I have an RFID tag. I need an ID from, and
1: she asks you, "What model phone are you using?"
2: I tell him, I tell her, Metalink.
1: She says, "Take the RFID tag, go to your lo- any local store that uses uh, laser scanning devices, and have it scanned. Have your phone turned on, and have the camera pointed." No. She says, Sarah, and says, go to a go to a local store where you can get the RFID scanned. Well,
2: uh, I'm assuming I kn- <laughs> I'm assuming I know local stores. Probably.
1: There's a stuffer shack down the road.
2: Yeah, so I'll just go there.
1: Okay. You go down to the stuffer shack. As you come walking in, the phone pops up with more information. Go to the front counter and buy something.
2: Go, uh, Get a look, get a a thing of muffins, drop them on the counter.
1: All right. The uh, Indian dude behind the counter sits there and goes to grab him and whatnot. And the phone pops up with more instructions. After he scans the muffins, and this is crazy right now. It says, after he scans the muffins, go ahead and scan the RFID tag as well. So you're looking at that, and then he grabs the muffins, bloop, bloop, runs it off. Hi. All right, you, just... you, you run it across his little thingy, and he says, and then, you know, it's like, hey, what are you doing? You know, and uh, it goes, bloop, bloop, pops up, and it says like 64 new yen, or whatever you just scanned, and this starts reading out some information. The phone then sits there and says, all right, hang on a minute, I'll see what I can find out. Go ahead and just leave. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't forget your RFID. You know, well, that, it doesn't say that, but I'm pretty sure you don't forget it. Because this is evidence. The guy's like, yes. what are you going? You just bought muffins. Are you going to buy the muffins? What are you doing? <laughs> so you leave and you walk outside. Your metal leak pops up. Says Sarah says, this was purchased at a Loco Foods over in Tacoma. Okay. About four months ago. I haven't found any video information but there is a name associated with this purchase. The com code comes up with a Tawanda Cruz. The ID checks out. It seems rather legit. Never mind. ID does not check out. There are issues. This is a fake ID. But it is a name. Yep.
2: I uh, say, can you give me any information on Tawanda Cruz? Like where he, she, it <laughs> lives. Or is registered as living.
1: Yes, yes, I can. But it's going to take me some time.
2: Everything takes time, I understand. As he opens the muffins and starts eating. <laughs> eats probably half of it in two bites.
1: You, uh, want to do anything while you wait for this answer? Do you have another lead you want to work on?
2: Well, I've got someone on the... Well, I'll actually... I, well, I've got her looking, and she's much better at computers than I am, so that's not good. Let's see. Got someone working on the, uh, other videos. I'm not a detective, but, so I can't think of anything he can do.
1: Well, you've got a name, yeah. and you're a police officer. And there are um, files out there of people with names attached to it. You can go yes. look up Tawanda Cruz as a name and see if there are any listed yes. criminal offenses. Okay.
2: That's what I'll do then.
1: Okay. Which you can do from your phone. Or you can yep. call Anne and be like, hey Anne, can you check out this name for me?
2: It's regarding the business we spoke about earlier. Yep. So that's what that's what
1: I'll do. Alrighty then. Anne pumps it into her system and she goes, nope. Knight Errant doesn't have anything on a Tawanda cruise, and I can't check anybody else's files and information because we don't share.
2: I so, say thank you, since this is a, uh, uh, it's time to go to the third place.
1: Okay. So you head to Tacoma then, I'm assuming. Yep, yeah, uh, yep. All right, so you head, uh, the closest location to you is the South Tacoma, Police department,
2: mm-hmm.
1: whatever precinct number that happens to be. Another yellow concrete brick building with some fancy futuristic looking art out front, uh, planters. It's really nice. It's not too far from, uh, looks like a wide open field where a bunch of kids play. Well, it's a really nice neighborhood that you got to. I'm assuming you got here by bus. Yes. Because otherwise you'd have to buy a cab, and that costs money, whatever. And now it's closer to lunch. As you approach the building, they got some really nice-looking police cars. When you were up in Everett or Auburn, you know, you know, police cruisers and stuff, some semi-armored vehicles and stuff like that, it looks like they've seen some wear and tear. All of these cars look like they just pulled off the plastic coating, you know? When you get a phone, you pull off the plastic, how shiny and new it looks. All these cars look really shiny and new, and rather high-tech. Kagami Securities sign is listed in small print off to one side, next to where it says, South Tacoma Police Precinct.
2: I'm in with a box of donuts that I picked up on the way.
1: You walk up into the police department... Uh, with your box of donuts from Dunkin' Donuts. The first thing you notice is everyone in the building is Asian.
2: Well, I stick out like... Right. Awesome.
1: No white, black, Hispanic. Even though you know predominantly these neighborhoods are a mix of culture. And it's only been a few years since the Kagami took over. But everyone in here is predominantly Asian. We're going to say that there are very few that are other race... Or metahuman type, so you like you see an Asian-looking elf. The front desk person is Asian, and she smiles as you come walking in, and she says, "Hello," unbroken English. Hello. Welcome to South Tacoma Police Precinct. How can I help you?
2: Say, so I need to talk to your sergeant about. I, I basically tell her what I told the uh, the Everett.
1: She nods, looks down at the box of donuts. Sure, right this way. She doesn't I, ask any I, questions I, or anything.
2: I actually open the box, put a donut on a napkin, and leave it with her.
1: Thank you. And uh, what comlink? What ID are you currently running? Alan Parsons. Okay, so the system automatically flags you and runs a check. Their host is a six, so that gives it 12 dice to use.
2: Oh, crud.
1: She sits there and walks you over to a desk. She walks you over to a, a series of comfortable-looking chairs. Shortly afterwards, uh, as you're you're there, a man comes walking in. He's Asian as well. He's wearing a nice-looking business suit with a badge on it. He extends his hand. Greetings. He shakes your hand gently and then gives him a short bow. I do the same. Mr. Parsons, it is nice to meet you, detective for KE, do private investigations. I am senior level police officer with Kagami Securities. How can I help you?
2: I uh, tell him I have information on an arson. I need to run some, I have a name associated with that and I need it run.
1: He sits there and says, oh, very grateful, very thankful, too, for you to bring us information on our arson case. I see that we have already processed information based on your name and ID that you have open case with Knight Errant about arson case. And these uh, this arson case is related to something we have dealt with. Yes. Excellent. I'm very happy to take information from you.
2: Okay, I give him the name.
1: All right. He sits there and says... He says to Wanda Cruz. All right. We process, I open a file I will open a file for you in relation to your KE information. And he does. You can see that th- there's a holographic projector in the room. He begins opening pretty information. He brings up that same fake number you gave and he brings that up it appears and then he starts putting information. He puts that in there to Wanda Cruz and he sits there and says, "Ah, Miss Cruz, we have her name listed on a break and entering as well." This uh, information is good. We can tie this off. This will be good because we can associate it with another warrant. What else do you want to help him with or say to him?
2: I just, I want to ask him where the break and entry was.
1: He says, uh, in an address over near the Calvary Cemetery at ah, the Sun Sun Apartments.
2: And some apartments, huh? Yep. And I'm going to roll a... I'm going to roll City Knowledge to see if I know where the heck
1: that is. Oh, yeah, you don't have to roll. It's like you, Calvary uh, Cemetery is a very popular, large cemetery ah. in South Tacoma. So, I mean, okay. if you've been around enough, you you haven't yeah. seen it, at least heard of it. And there are signs that point in its direction.
2: Yeah, so I'll I'll go... I'll thank him for his time and leave the donuts.
1: Thank you for your gift. I will take one and then hand it around to everyone in the office so that they may enjoy the gift that you have brought us.
2: Uh, That is exactly what I hoped you would do. Such a a discerning gentleman as yourself would do.
1: He smiles and nods. Thank you very much, Mr. Parsons, for helping us today.
2: And thank you, sir.
1: All right. So, now that you know this Tawanda Cruz has a criminal record with Tacoma, with the the Kagami, Kagame, the, what inform- how do you think you can use this to benefit you at this time?
2: I'm, I was just thinking and then I drew a blank.
1: All right. So, you know who this person is. You know they have a record. This might help your hacker track any information down on yeah. them.
2: Ah, thank you. That's what I was thinking. So, I... Get on the the metal link with... It's like, got some more information for you. Tawanda Cruz, record, Kagame, security. This break-in at this place.
1: All right. She, Angie, the name, says, all right, this will help. Hang out for a second. Five, ten minutes later, she says, Kagame has a pretty tight security, but I was able to get in some comcode information. I know that Tawanda Cruz last logged in. Her com code was last active in a Starbucks in downtown Seattle. It was used to purchase some coffee in North Admiral. It's a section of downtown. She says it's good because I've, I can check out their feed and see if I can get a face. Okay. Hold for a minute while I do some legwork.
2: Mm-hmm. I understand.
1: While you're waiting, you get a call as you have finished with your shower mm-hmm. or a message. It's from Angie. She says, I've done the information necessary and I've got an ID on a person that your friend is looking for. But I've had to go across a security company and burn one of my comlinks to do so. They were pretty thorough. just want to let you know, the price just went up to a whole standard.
3: Oh. Um. What if I can just replace her phone for
1: less? It's the ID that's attached uh, to it. Is the
3: ID? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'll just message back with a "Okay, we'll we'll work it out." All right.
1: Right after that, you get a message from this Angie lady, and she sits there and says, "I have I have hacked in. I have got into Starbucks. Their video information. They actually hold on to quite a bit of it. I've got a face with the com code in question." I'll send you a file with that information. You do with it what you want, and that's it. Then your metal link sister goes, "Oh my god, this gigantic file is trying to shove into my tiny little brain," and your metal link just stops working for a little bit. And then the bar moves, and then it stops working, and then the bar. Moves. So you see how the next like good twenty minutes of <laughs> where you're putting your finger over the bar to see if it's moved any.
2: Yes, and eat scarf down the rest of the muffins. They're not that good, but damn, I'm hungry.
1: So this Angie girl, after she's your message is downloaded onto your MetaLink, the whole conversation you just had, as well as any contact with this Angie, disappears from your phone. (laughs) She could. So you now have a name, comcode information, a police record, and a face.
0: Listening to the original Box Set Shadowrun podcast. Our runners will pick right up where we left off next week. In the meantime, you can connect with us via Facebook or YouTube to check out actual play videos of the original Box Set playing Shadowrun and other tabletop RPGs. Today's featured music is titled Epic Song from Alpha Brutal, and trust me, the whole song is pretty epic, so check it out. A big thank you to Joe from Relative Dimension for hosting our podcast. We'll catch you next week, chummers! for all this legal track. original box set is licensed under a creative commons attribution non-commercial 4.0 international license you can share us but please give us credit the tops company Inc has sole ownership over the names logo artwork marks photographs sounds audio video and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game shadow run The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to Original Box Set, that's us, to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Original Box Set in any official capacity whatsoever. Oh my goodness, that's so much. Okay, bye.